You're listening to a Monorail News production. Now, get ready to step into the magic. Hello and welcome to Magic Time by Monorail News. I'm Cray Hauser, and with me today is my friend John Owen Upshaw. We just had the opportunity to preview the first episode of Disney Plus's new Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which premieres watching this, it was premiered yesterday, so hopefully you've already seen it, and you're ready for a fun, spoiler-filled discussion. John Owen, how are you doing? Doing alright, how about you, Greg? I'm, I'm doing well, we're talking like we have not been here for the past hour, <laughs> talking about uh, this show. Um, and you know, let's talk about WandaVision first, because I think that is the barometer for most people. Judging this based on was it as good as WandaVision? So, what did you think about WandaVision? Uh, I loved WandaVision. Um, you know, it's kind of a slow build. I know a lot of people didn't enjoy those first few episodes as much. You know, they were building. You know, they were building up to a lot of stuff, and obviously, that super awesome final episode, um, really intense action build. And I also enjoyed all the sitcoms through the so I really, really liked WandaVision. I also enjoyed this too, but, you know, it's early to tell. It's too early to tell which one's better. Right, and, um, you know, I remember when I first watched the first three episodes of WandaVision, I had the exact same thing. A lot of people were kind of like, what is this? She doesn't feel Marvel at all. There's like, I appreciate a little subtle nod in, like, the fake commercials. It would be like, try Vibronium Serial. You'd be like, yeah, okay. Subverted people's expectations, and I don't think this does that at all. Yeah, no, I mean, this seems just to be exactly what you'd expect with something that's Marvel. You know, you get uh, you get a few good little action shots, you know, to start the whole show off. You know, in this first episode, um, it's entertaining, and above and all else, it actually feels like something made by Marvel which I think people who are fans of Marvel are really going to like. Yeah, I mean, I um, would agree with the idea that the first, actually most of WandaVision did not feel like a traditional Marvel show. I mean, I was going in for action. That's what I was expecting. And it was a slow build to get there. But this just takes right off with the action. Um, You're in that gorge kind of canyon thing. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, flying through the air and, and you know, doing all of the, the acrobatics and that. And the first thing that hit me, I think I said this to you when we were watching it, was the CGI doesn't look quite movie level. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I I agree with you to, uh, you know, on that. Um, the explosions and all were awesome, as always. Um but yeah, I noticed maybe it was just a little something looked a little off about, I think it was a helicopter I saw. Yeah. Um, but the action, the explosions were great. Um, the action in that first scene was, or the first, I guess, se- section of the show, you know, that focused on uh, the Falcon was really entertaining. A lot of good action and a good start to the story. Yeah, and you know, if you've read the comic, you, I guess you kind of know what's coming. But I was shocked 
but also not shocked when he gave up the shield to the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. To me, that was, and that, that dovetails nicely and segues into the rest of the show, obviously, although we've only seen the first episode. To me, I was shocked that he would do that because he was so close with Steve Rogers. And Steve very clearly wanted him to be the next Captain America. And he passed that up. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I think that was his all, demise. I think that also was part of it, though. He, Out of respect for Steve, you know, he was saying, I don't know if I can pick up his mantle and, you know, be who he was. Right. I mean, it's just... I mean, I think I would have assumed that they would have replaced me with the new Captain America. So I would have gone ahead and done it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I also think I would have, you know, reached the same conclusion, but I guess he didn't or didn't feel comfortable doing it. And uh, it seems like from what we saw that that's going to be probably a pretty big part of the show. Um, Because, you know, at that end moment when he's like, you got to see this, they sit down and watch the TV, and he's watching it just shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, surprised Pikachu face, I can't believe they're doing this to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really? Come on. Like, if you watch WandaVision, they were jerks there. They're going to be jerks here. That kind of seems to be the thing now with the government in um, in this phase four of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see. And, um, you know, I, I heard, uh, you know, some people talk about when Pietro showed up uh or quicksilver from um from the x-men series and it's kind of starting to obviously very far cry from where we are in uh that alternate x-men timeline where uh mutants as they call them in x-men are hated but you know we're getting a little bit closer to the government disliking uh i guess these superheroes which could be entertaining uh well, you know, it's funny um, that you say that because when you really think about the te- the trajectory of the government in Marvel, that kind of began in Civil War with the accords mm-hmm. that required them all to, like, register. Yeah. And I think it's just the natural building of that. You You feel like that would be kind of diminished. Because, you know, they saved the world, literally half the population, again. Like, show a little respect. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the government doesn't choose to do that in this movie. Or this show, rather. And I think that, you know, I was watching this, and I'm like, why would you even try to, like, fight when the guy with the wings is flying behind your plane, and you just know he's going to kick your ass, Mm -hmm. right? Like, why not be like, all right, we're done. Here he is. (laughs) Um, we'll give you what you want. Please don't kill me. Um, that was my thought. But I guess if we did that, we wouldn't have a movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying, I'm going to have to edit that out. But when you really think about the trajectory of the phase four, the WandaVision imply that we'd be going into like a weird world of the occult and the supernatural and that kind of worried me because I don't think that's going to hold my interest like I know it's weird to say superheroes are grounded but like the more grounded um like the more grounded first few phases of the Marvel Universe but this seems to be kind of letting me breathe a sigh of relief that we will be getting some of that traditional 
Marvel, you know, high tech action. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you there. Um, you know, like I said earlier, this feels a lot more like the Marvel movies that, you know, we all have come to know and love, you know, over the past 10 years, it seems like now. Um, and I'm excited to see where they're going to go. Um, especially with, uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Um, I found his storyline. Uh, I think it, I find it fascinating and incredibly interesting. You know him trying to make amends and come to terms with the fact that he's a hundred something years old. Um, you know he's reached the point now where all of his friends are obviously no longer around, and now he's got to come to terms with his actions, and he doesn't have anybody to rely on for support. Right, and I thought it was funny that. I think I, I picked up on it immediately that he's going to kill, or he's going to have killed that man's son. Mm-hmm. And then it was revealed that's like what he's doing to pay back for what he did. But that made me wonder that when he was in the scene earlier, when he was you know hijacking the well with that electric vehicle and like causing it to do crazy things in the parking garage, was that also on like his government sanctioned list of like make amends? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you, you may have missed that scene, um, but you see him he's when he's talking with this therapist as that scene is playing out. He um, he crosses uh, that girl's name off of his list. Oh, that's I somebody didn't even pick that up he, on that. That's somebody that he had worked with in his Hydra days, I believe. Ah, okay, that's, that's really interesting because they fed you their three rules, I guess, when you go about doing this. Mm-hmm. You can't hurt anyone, you can't break any laws and you have to make amends and let them know that you're doing this to make amends. Right, and that's why at the end, I don't know if you saw the end of that scene, but you see how the police come up. Yes. clearly allowed him to go up and say, hey, like, this is my effort to make amends. It was a pretty poor effort, but, I mean, how are you going to make amends with somebody who is, you know, a member of HYDRA who likely helped brainwash you? When we had that flashback, and we didn't know it was a flashback until after it was over— when they said Hail Hydra, I like gasped. I'm like, oh my gosh, Hydra's back. How cool. Mm-hmm. And then my hopes were dashed and my day was immeasurably ruined. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and I was just so let down because now we have this weird sort of new group of anonymous bad guys that we have to hunt down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find them really interesting because, uh, you know, they talk about it in there, and obviously, you guys watch the show. Um, they're you know they're active on like message boards, and it's it's more like a uh, just kind of like an internet type deal where they're recruiting you know random people you know in the scene where I guess it was possibly like a bank heist or something like that where you see yeah. this unnamed leader you know jump out with the duffel bags of what I could assume are cash and. Right. Everybody there in the scene has all gone there because this app has told them to, you know, and they're on this message board. You know, these are all completely anonymous people that are being, I guess, some might say manipulated or ingratiated into this, um, I guess, maybe a cult. Uh, You know, it's hard to know what it is just now. Do you think they're alluding to the big online movement? That sweeps the country. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, kind of. I mean, you know, we've seen it play out so often now. You know, everybody's so active online, 
and, you know, lots of things that we see and violence and just everything, a lot of it starts on these online message boards. And this is the first time we've seen, you know, them take like a real look at something like that, which I thought seemed pretty interesting because that's, you know, things that we've seen happen recently. Right. And it mirrors, you know, I thought when they did, was it Civil War? No, it was not Civil War. It was Winter Soldier. Where, like, the government was developing that, like, satellite that would, like, eliminate targets based on, like, an algorithm. Mm-hmm. And they basically took a firm stance against the NSA. I think Captain America even said, like, you don't keep people free by holding a gun to everyone's head. Yeah. And that felt very in the moment. And that felt like a really kind of refreshing, you know, not exactly political take, but kind of. And I feel like maybe we're going to get that here. I mean, obviously... I think we have to tread even more carefully in this territory because, you know, I think most Americans on some level disagree with what the NSA was doing and can understand, at least in the abstract, that you don't keep us free by holding a gun to our heads. But there's a large portion of the population that is involved in these message boards in one group or another, right? Maybe they all don't have the same ideology or they're a part of the same movement. But it doesn't matter because they're not being specific. They're going to see themselves as the bad guy if they don't clarify further. Mm-hmm. I agree, but and I think that's kind of what they did with, you know, you see him jump out of the car or jump out of the building and he's stealing bags of cash. Um, I think pretty much most people agree that, you know, robbing banks and killing right. people is wrong, so... You know, I think people are going to be able to continue to identify, right. you know, that this is separate from our real lives. I mean, it wasn't like he came out of the bank and started screaming about, like, yeah. how the sovereign government is going to, like, kill us all. And there's no, the real president's going to be listed in March, guys. It's amazing. <laughs> Just wait. March 6th, everybody. Um, that would be pretty blatant. Yeah. Um, but that's not what they did. They went with, like, a, they, they took... An example of real world extremism and like lifted it, grafted it from the toxic kind of discussion and environment we have now in the country around the world. And they moved it into this harmless environment where maybe we can actually make more progress on like discussing the implications of this kind of thing if we look at it in the vacuum of a fictional world. And I don't know that's where they're going. I mean, I could be, like, reading way too much into this because I spend way too much time on, like, Reddit and reading the news and things. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was that was my take on the episode. I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. It had all the great acts, and it held my attention. But I think we really need to see more. And I know this is going to be a shorter series. I think it's only six episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... I didn't realize that it was only six episodes. Um, so I'm really interested to see how they're going to tie um, the Falcon and um, the Winter Soldier together because they had no interaction in this first episode. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, obviously we know that they know who each other, they know each other. They mentioned that. He's like, you haven't called Sam. Yeah, you know, they're they're aware that each other exists, obviously. Um, they've worked together before in the past and, um, you know, but they, they had no interaction in this first episode. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how they're going to come together, you know, what events 
will bring them together? Will it be this new group that brings them together? Or will it be um, the Winter Soldier's efforts to make amends and, you know, with, you know, to inevitably scratch more names off of his list with people he's got to make amends with? Um, And so I'm really excited to see how they're going to, you know, start working together because presumably they they will begin right to work together the trailer yeah so um i'm i'm super excited for the series as a whole um i kind of feel like the second episode might end up being a little bit slower than the first episode and i think that's okay um you know because they're gonna have to find some way to get them together in the same room right yeah and i wonder i have a prediction at some point this new captain america is going to be in league with or somehow connected or ignore this new group. I forget what they're called. Whatever yeah, the, the I new anonymous group well. is, it's going to be like, you know, and that's going to be the conflict. Yeah. Right? Because I think Sam may be upset that they replaced him, but if, they're, if they have the same mission, they probably would be willing to stay in their own lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, not what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I also got the feeling that the new Captain America is is going to end up somehow either being bad or misguided, and that he's going to ignore um, this the group that they talked about. And I can't believe I can't remember the name either. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see how it plays out with him. And because the episode hasn't come out, we can't go online to look it up. <laughs> so you know, I. Really enjoyed having this um, discussion. I think it's always great, you know, to talk to people um, about, um, you know, Marvel and Disney and all of that because you really get a different perspective. You know, if it was just me, the super fan, coming in and telling you everything is great every week, right, that really wouldn't be much of anything because I'm always saying everything is great. Um, So having someone else is always a pleasure and Out some good sports tapes. I mean, I don't <laughs> follow sports, but I assume they're good. Um, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at J O Upshaw, uh, I'm on Twitter. I have no idea uh, what my username is, and I don't even think my real name is on my Twitter anymore. Um, but you can probably look it up J A Y dot O H dot. So you can follow us at Monorail News on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can visit monorailnews.com for all of your Disney news, and that includes the periphery now, books, movies, Disney Plus, parks, all of it. And you can follow me personally at Hauser on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you so much.